Hey everyone, how's it going? This is episode 82 and today we have guests again. We've had a lot of guests and um, the last one caused a little bit of a ruckus and it was an interesting development for the show. Um, today we're going to have two guests on. Uh, they work together. It's Casey Barker and Sean Wartman. And the topic is Christ-centered business. And while some may be thinking, well, I don't run a business, I don't need to listen to this, there are a lot of interesting things to learn here, uh, principles that we can all apply, I think. And just as well, it is encouraging to hear about a business that is also a ministry. And the guys, I've known them for a long time. They put a lot of consideration into how they operate uh, in terms of letting it be a light for Christ. And they have a heavy emphasis on that and it is absolutely amazing. So Today is going to be interesting for sure. So without further ado, today we're talking with Casey Barker and Sean Wortman on Christ-Centered Business. So with that being said, would you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, uh, I'm Casey Barker and Sean is here with me. Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, we have a uh, Christian coffee shop located in Bernie. We also have a second location in San Antonio. Uh, We're located inside of HEB stores. Um, Sean and I have been doing this. We've been in business together about seven years and, um, we actually came to Christ at the same time. We were both friends. Um, we came to Christ and decided to start this business that we run as a ministry together. And, uh, we've been doing it successfully together ever since we've actually become family members, uh, through marriage. So my wife is related to his wife. So now it's really become a family business. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. Awesome. So uh, the the coffee shop is called Barker and Wartman. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about um, how it began and why coffee and your vision for it, or why why was coffee the primary uh, subject of your shop? Well, we met we met um, a while ago at uh, at uh, we were working at Home Depot for a while, and um, we came across this uh, multi level marketing business and that didn't really pan out and uh it wasn't really working out for us so we were talking and um and i used to do some coffee stuff in oakland california where i was working and and one thing led to another and uh we did some statistic some numbers and stuff and um decided to go in that route so was it always the intention for it to be a ministry or no and then if so uh well what really led to that well, Nick, what was interesting is that Sean and I uh, came from very different backgrounds. So I was raised in the church, and Sean was raised, you know, he had no background in the church whatsoever. Absolutely. And uh, we became friends uh, working this multi-level marketing company together. And at that point, I came back to – I actually came to Christ for the first time in my life, not realizing that I hadn't really made a decision for the Lord and that – that I hadn't really been truly changed and born again. And so um, I had a a heavy knowledge of scripture because I had spent many years of my life memorizing scripture, uh, not as a Christian, right? So when I came to Christ, Sean and I were already friends and Sean really saw a change in me and became really curious about Christianity and what it meant to be a Christian. And, uh, and then Sean accepted the Lord and came to Christ and, and was born again. And we, the, the business 
we felt the Lord calling us to start a business together and uh, get out of our current way of living, you know, change our situation. And I think that honestly, I, we knew that we were going to start a business, but I don't think we realized how much of a ministry it would become. I think that that was a slow process of the Lord molding and changing our hearts. Uh, and, it, and it became stronger and stronger and more apparent that that's what he wanted us to do with it. And, uh, and that's what it became. Awesome. So, so it was one of those situations where you guys were growing in your walk and then the business was growing and then all of a sudden they just started merging. They started like overflowing together essentially. Right. What's interesting, Nick is, you know, the Lord, uh, the Lord has people working together sometimes that, that have different strengths and weaknesses actually in most cases. So what was neat to see was that, you know, I had a foundation growing up in the church and I had all this knowledge of scripture, but Sean had a, had a new faith that was pretty unshakable. And so when we started in business, Sean right away started pushing me in a direction that I wasn't necessarily used to seeing, you know, Sean said, Hey, you know, we should definitely, you know, before we even open our doors, he said, you know, we should close on Sundays and, uh, and make it about the Lord. And, and I really was like nervous. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, because as a Christian, I couldn't say no to that, you know? Yeah. And I think really it was Sean that kept pushing for more and more of integrate, more integrating the Lord into what we did for a living. And, uh, it was really neat to see because the Lord, it was challenging me to, to walk out what I already knew was true. And here, here Sean was this new believer with no understanding of, uh, of Christianity and, and really pushing my limits and saying, Hey, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. And we, we should start, you know, we should put out a prayer request box and we should, you know, you know, put crosses on our logo. And, <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't know about all this, Sean, you know? And I think that uh, what the Lord has taught both of us, Nick, is that I think one of the biggest issues in the modern church is, especially in the American church, is that we try to car- compartmentalize our faith, right? Yeah. So, so we like to say, okay, you know, my career is my career. And then, you know, I have what I do as a ministry is a ministry. And then, you know, at home, I'm a father and at church, I'm a deacon or whatever the case may be. But um, what the Lord has shown Sean and I is that our, our faith isn't a compartment of our lives. It's supposed to be holistic. It's supposed to be the center of everything we do. Christ uh, gave us everything, gave us eternal life. And so everything we do should be about him. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about your career, most people try to separate their career from their faith. But they're forfeiting you know, 80% of their ministry opportunity because you're at work 80% of your day. Yeah. And if you don't bring your faith into the workplace, if you don't bring your faith into what you do for a living, how can you give your life to Christ? You know, how can you dedicate your life to, to a savior who gave you everything if he's separated from what you do for a living? You right. Know? Right. And you know, what's, what's really cool about that too, is you're talking about the compartmentalization, which we've talked about a little bit on the show, I think before, um, with how people, you know, they go to church and they, they leave that Christian stuff in church and the rest of the day it's, it's whatever, uh, with you guys, y'all kind of went beyond the normal expectations. Like it's not just witnessing to someone at church, but you turn your business into that. And in this climate, that's, that's pretty impressive, I must say. So I think that's a great encouragement for everyone listening in general to step up a little bit and stop compartmentalizing. Right. I think part of the reason we've seen the church slip away in many respects 
is because of this fear uh, of doing things in the public square, right? Right. And I think one thing the Lord has shown us is that, hey, if you're faithful to me and you give me everything like I've asked you to, if you give me your entire life, then I'll protect what I've what I've called you to do, right? Yep. And so, you know, we found that the Lord has protected us through things that the world would say you cannot do, right? And um, I think that one thing I see from other business leaders and other Christians in the workplace is, they would before they would bring Christ into their business or their workplace, they would bring in their opinions, right? So they would feel safer bringing in their political ideas or or what they think is right and wrong into the workplace. But I would say this, we have to be careful in those respects because, you know, Sean and I, we've experimented with those things ourselves, right? And we've learned right away that what they do is they become a distraction from what ultimately is going to change people's lives, which is Christ. So, at the end of the day, you don't want to bring anything into the workplace except Christ and accept his message in the gospel. Because if you bring a message that is going to confront people and, and cause them to be conflicted and angry, it should always be the message of Christ and the cross, right? right. If you're bringing in a political message and people know that you're a person of faith that, that, that follows Jesus Christ and you bring your political messages to work instead of your faith, what that does is it, it causes people to have offense for the wrong reason. You want the only offense to be the cross. You don't want the offense that you create to be your political ideas or, or, or something that is not Christ, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you raise a very interesting observation about that, too, with, with the, whole, the whole concept that, yeah, we'll, we'll go into a little um, debate at work about politics all the time, but the, the religion is, for some reason, the no-no. And it's interesting that you bring that up because, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever thought of it in that particular way that I've talked to, at least. Something we learned right away. We, at one point, Sean and I had made a mistake and we had put a sticker on our shop that was political in nature. It wasn't, it wasn't extremely political, but what we realized right away is that people were finding that offensive. And then we realized right away, hey, like, if we're going to create an offense, we want the offense to be that they were confronted with. Do I believe Jesus Christ is who he says he is or do I not? And and as people of faith, if we bring if we bring those other things into the workplace, we're making it about us and not about Christ. Right. And we're making it's a vain attempt to save people. Right. And so and we're more pushing people away than bringing them in. Right. If I'm going to push them away, I want to we Sean and I want to push them away because they were confronted with the idea of Jesus Christ is the savior and he is the way to the father. And. We want that to be the only offense that they're confronted with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, and that is interesting because, you're, like you're saying, if, if you're going to make, if you're going to offend someone, why not go to the source, which is their philosophical ideology, which per, which produces their political ideology? Might as well just go all the way back to the, to the well if you're going to start talking to people like that. Amen. Uh, yes. Our enemy, you know, our enemy uses those things to distract us from what's important, right? So it's, it's a side, it, it's, it's a battle that if they're, if they're dedicating their lives to the Lord, those political battles, those other other things that we want to see happen, those things will fall into place. Yeah. And like you said, we have to point straight to Christ because if we point to anything beside Christ, we're just pulling them off course, you know? Yeah. So you've, you've talked a little bit about um, the wider scope of how, you know, Christ plays a role into business. And so with that, how do you practically implement, uh, you know, implement that? How, how does Christ play a role in how you operate the business, your employment and things of that nature? Well, I think what's interesting is, you know, a lot of the employees we have now, some of them are Christians, some of them aren't. But um, 
you know, we have certain standards that they have to meet. And, and I think that that in and of itself causes them to be confronted with their own faith, right? Because, because our business is a business that is founded on Christ and is putting Christ on display. Our employees sometimes have to uh, deal with our customers who are Christians and, and that, and it becomes really a good thing for them. But, um, we've, we've made it, uh, the center of everything we do, right. From the way that we treat our customers to, um, to giving them an opportunity to receive, uh, from the Lord at any time. Right. So when it comes to music in our coffee shops, we don't do anything but Christian music. Uh, we have, uh, we have little gospels on our tables that are free to take. We don't force people to take them, but we have them there if they want them. Yep. And uh, it explains salvation. It explains Christianity. It explains how we're separated uh, from God. Uh, we have prayer request boxes in both of our coffee shops where people that are uh, have needs that they may necessarily not want to talk to us about, they can write out a prayer request and put it in those boxes. And uh, we pray, you know, we, we read those and we pray for them. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we've we've tried to make it the center of everything we do, from from putting uh, crosses on all of our cups to, you know, we just want it to be known that hey, if you have questions, if you want to know who the Lord is, there there is no doubt that you can ask us about it, you know. Yeah, come get a cup of coffee and let's talk, kind of thing. Right. Exactly. So with that, um, that that basically that's. Um, pretty much an explanation of how you use it as a ministry. And you said that you pray with people and that you have the prayer requests and that you openly answer questions. And that's awesome that it's also a uh, type of ministry for your employees as well. I didn't think about that aspect prior. Um, with that, in terms of, you know, establishing uh, your business, have you had to deal with obstacles because of the Christ-centeredness of the shop? And if so, how did you handle those situations? Well, we've actually come across a few things. I mean, we've, we've come across things from uh, dealing with other businesses, uh, being resistant to work with us, to uh, other religious groups uh, coming to uh, push their ideas either to us or inside of our coffee shop. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we've, dealt with, um, we've dealt with the occult. You know, we've dealt with, with people of other faiths. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely – there have been some obstacles. Uh, I think that um, as far as overcoming, we've overcome through prayer and uh, and direct confrontation in a loving way, right? And so we've been approached by various groups who have wanted to push uh, their ideas our direction. I would say this. When you bring your faith into the workplace, you'll learn really quickly what other faiths are in your community, and that's a good thing because it gives you an opportunity not just to speak with them and to minister to them, but it gives you an understanding of uh, of – who's being targeted in your community and by what groups. Yeah. Right. And so, and so that's another, uh, another reason that the church needs to bring their faith into the workplace is that, you know, we don't realize um, the false teachings that are being pushed in our communities until we brought our faith into our communities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's exactly right. Honestly. Um, I've talked about this probably more than I should on the show, but the reason why I got into Jehovah's witnesses was because I had worked with two of them. And I wouldn't have known that unless I had brought my faith into the workplace as well. And so that's that kind of same parallelism uh, in that situation as well. Um, you raise that good point because we need to be aware of what, what is happening in our community because it's easy to run away with those presuppositions that, oh, yeah, this town is Christian. We don't have to worry about this. Right. And that's not the case. I mean, we've run into people. You know, I had one guy that uh, 
was consistently talking to me and he was actually a warlock involved in witchcraft. Hmm. And um, I think that one of the ways that we've found to handle it is just to be bold and to be loving. And at one point he said to me, he said, you know, you're the only Christian who's ever shared their faith with me and you're the only Christian who hasn't hated me for my beliefs. And uh, I, I think that Philippians comes to mind when Paul says, you know, do not fear the wicked because, you know, your fearlessness really, it stands as a testimony against them, right? Yeah. So when, we, when we're afraid to deal with people of other faiths or when we, when we, when we treat them with contempt, um, we're not bringing uh, Jesus into the conversation, right? Jesus says, hey, don't be afraid of these groups. Don't be afraid of these people. Be willing to, to, to deal with them because it's, in and of itself, it's a testimony against them that you're not afraid, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, and that just goes with saying, I mean, if, if Christianity is about trusting in God and what he has called you to go do, like you were saying earlier uh, with how y'all are being pushed to to just live it out, um, if you believe those things and if you actually do believe those things, you will act in it and you won't be afraid because you know who has your back. Right, amen. And I think Sean and I can both say that time and time again, uh, we've seen the Lord protect us from those things. And so the more that you give him your all, the more that you give him everything that he requires, the more you see his hand of protection and the more it, it creates a fearlessness because you realize that he is going to protect what he wants to protect. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, our lives are, are for him and uh, what to live is Christ, to die is gain. So even if even if it's taken away, it, it's all for the cause of Christ. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, so with that. Uh, how would you advise someone who is considering to start a ministry or business that is like y'all's, uh, like that is Christ centered? I, I would advise a couple of things. I would say, first of all, to make it, d don't make it a secret, right? So, so nobody likes to be surprised, especially in the business world. So one thing that we found, uh, is to be direct and open about what we stand for and what we believe before we deal with another business or, or anybody that we're going to have to come in contact with because uh, they have to then decide whether they want to work with you or not. So, so part of the, you know, one thing that, that uh, you know, it, you don't want to surprise anyone. If you're trying to, to step into the business world or into a career and, and bring your faith into the conversation, just do it up front. Don't, don't, don't be dishonest about it. Don't, don't bring it don't bring it after someone has already committed to working with you or committed to, to helping you build a business or, or, or form a career of any kind. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, that, you know, be honest up front and trust the Lord, take it, take everything you do in prayer, right? Everything you do, bring it to the Lord. And if you represent him well and you obey his commands, then he will bless everything you do. One thing Sean and I have both found, and I think Sean can say yes to this for sure, is that anytime we start to walk in, in disobedience or anytime we start to become arrogant about our position, uh, the Lord will quickly start to remove oh, yeah. those things <laughs> and his hand of protection from it. Absolutely. And so it becomes very easy to recognize when you're misstepping because the Lord will, will quickly correct you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great point to make too, as well. Uh, with with that, and it's very very true. Um, so with with starting, so you're basically, you know, as soon as you go into a situation, you lay your cards on the table because, of course, uh, to to kind of sidestep that is a little bit deceptive in some shape or form, which obviously is not Christ-like at all. Uh, right. That'll leave a bad taste in someone's mouth for sure. 
Um, in terms of how you, I kind of want to go back a little bit to the the situations that y'all have been in, and uh, how you we, the other day you and I were talking. I'll just go ahead and mention this. We were talking about um, promoting certain things and why it was a problem and the type of awareness you guys have and how you operate in the specific details of the shop. Would you mind talking on that a little bit? Right. Yeah. Nick and I had spoken, we were talking about business cards and, um, you know, one thing I would advise all Christians, especially when you're going to bring your faith into the workplace is first of all, be educated in your faith as much as, as much as you can. And, and you have to be ready for things to come your way that are, that are not, um, of the Lord. Right. So we've, we've, we had to quit putting out business cards and, and allowing people to put things in our coffee shops because we found right away that as soon as we started to allow that, um, people would bring in things that were pointing to pointing to other faiths or pointing to secular things that were sinful. Uh, we, we've had people, you know, at one point we allowed business cards on a bulletin board in our coffee shop. And we had uh, people put business cards on that bulletin board ranging from things like uh, escort services to things like, uh, you know, occult websites. Um, we had, you know, other faiths, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses putting stuff on the board. And so, yeah, we found that, you know, if you're going to run a Christian business, it's best to to not allow outside influence as much as it is up to you, right? Right. And so um, you have to be very careful who you, uh, you know— the, what is what does the word say? Be careful what you approve, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when you allow people to to work with you, you need to be careful who you work with, because they may be seen as an extension of you or as a representation of you. And if that doesn't represent Christ, what they do doesn't represent Christ. Then you have to disassociate, right? And so that that's something we had to learn the hard way, I would say for sure. So you guys also have two shops. Um, one is in Bernie, Texas and one is in San Antonio, Texas. Um, is there anything you could say about, um, adjusting how you operate or, um, you know, adapting to the different environment? How are they different? Uh, what was kind of learned throughout that stuff like that? Well, I would say that, you know, Bernie is a small town. Bernie, Texas is a small town. And that's where our original coffee shop was. So we didn't open the second location in San Antonio until several years later. What we realized right away is that the large city environment was less receptive to our message, right? So you have to be willing to accept that, hey, there are times that you're going to suffer financially if you're going to live out your faith in the workplace, especially in the business world. So we, we had been met with a lot of resistance at first in San Antonio. Uh, but what we found is that over time, as they've come to know us and come to know that, uh, we're not hostile toward them, that they have, they have slowly become receptive to what we're doing there. And, uh, we begin to see the Lord work there. But, um, you know, when you dedicate your life to the Lord and your business to the Lord, there is no promise of financial gain, right? There is only promise of spiritual gain and eternity. And mm-hmm. so we have had to, uh, to suffer at times, to put Christ on display in the workplace. You know, we, we close on Sundays. We suffer financially for that. Uh, we put Christ on display in both of our coffee shops. So there are people that it doesn't matter how you treat them. They're not going to receive that message and they're not going to frequent your, you know, your business because of what you believe and what you stand for. 
And so, yeah, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices. And, and they, and yeah, I would say between the two locations, the reception was different, but over time the Lord has provided and, uh, the city of San Antonio has begun to receive, um, us being there. And so it's been a blessing to see the heart change in them and to see the Lord, uh, provide for us through that. Right. It's amazing. Uh, that, that simple fact that you pointed out that, just letting people know that you're not a threat makes the world of difference. Right. You know, as far, you know, the scriptures say, as far as it's up to you, live at peace with all men. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, the peacemakers will be called children of God. And so, yeah, I think that there's a, a misrepresentation of Christianity in a lot of respects, uh, that, that comes off as aggressive and, uh, and distasteful. And so, yeah, you do have to bear with, uh, the reputation that comes with that. You have to, you have to work through that and, and reconcile those differences and reconcile people's experiences. And, and it is challenging, you know, but we have to, to, to be patient and wait on the Lord to, to work on the hearts of the people. And, you know, that's just what you have to do. Yeah. So, um, where are y'all planning on going from here or what is y'all's vision for Barker and Mormon in the future, or even now. Hmm. <laughs> we would like to um, look at look at a standalone, maybe um, sometime in the future. But right now, we're just we're just uh, just writing this one out for for a little bit. We're not uh, we're not seeking. I guess we're just we're just present you know yeah i don't know i don't know what our we we would really like a standalone with the drive-through and we've been looking around in the hill country for for another opportunity but you know god is the final answer so he'll tell us where he wants us yeah i think that you know that's that's one thing too is that uh, in ministry I think sometimes we become so ambitious that we think hey I have to take everything now, and um, you know we have to to maintain balance right because the Lord has a lot of different things that He requires of us especially as men who have families you know our first ministry is to our to our wife and our children and uh, if the if the business is going to become stretched so thin that it pulls us away from our ability to minister effectively and to be there for our families then it's not then it's not productive in the body of Christ. So, you know, the Lord will provide the increase when it's time, but for now we are, uh, we're content to, to do ministry where he has us doing ministry. And if, if, if the opportunities open up and, and we're able to balance those things and balance the things that we're called to do first, then, uh, then we'll definitely move on those opportunities. Right. That one step at a time. And there's no, there's no reason to crash and burn because it just hurts things in the end. Right. In the end, if you're only halfway uh, ministering into people's lives and halfway discipling and halfway uh, <laughs> ministering into your family, then then really at the end of the day, it's it's not very effective. Yeah, that's so, a good point. And I mean, you see that all over the place uh, with our soul, uh, our culture, really, um, in terms of how um, not not ragging on pastors, but how pastors have a rap for burning out and neglecting families and things like that. And so that principle can be applied to very various scopes in terms of Christian living. Well, right. Because it's cultural, our culture says more is better, right? Yeah. And so we see it seep into the church, even amongst, like you said, pastoral staff, where 
They're always wanting to see the church grow in number or they're wanting to move to a bigger church. Um, if your church is growing in number, but the discipleship isn't there, then, you know, it's really not effective for the kingdom. Yeah. And so there, there is nothing uh, less honorable about working in smaller numbers. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I do have a small uh, listenership, whatever you want to call that, in uh, San Antonio and Bernie. Would you mind telling us where we can find your shop specifically? Yeah, both of our shops are located inside of HEB stores, which is a grocery chain here in Texas. Um, in Bernie, we are located inside of the HEB. In San Antonio, we are located inside of the HEB at 1604 and Blanco Road. And we are there Monday through Saturday, um, all day, really, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. So anytime you want to pop in and see one of us, feel free. And uh, y'all's website, too, is BWFresh, is it? That's correct, .com. BWFresh. So if you want to go check them out, you can contact them um, there. And they even do catering, I think, is what I remember seeing. Uh, we actually put a hole on that, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, the website's tricking me. No, I was just kidding. Yeah. We, we could uh, contact us if you're interested. All right. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure. If you guys wouldn't mind staying on after uh, I close this out, then uh, I'd like to thank you all afterwards. Okay. Awesome. You got it, Nick. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So I'm getting a little bit better about not sounding so awkward whenever I leave with my guests. Luckily, whenever I get off the actual recording, um, it's all fine and dandy conversation. Uh, regardless, that was Barker and Wartman. Uh, their coffee shop is awesome. I've known these guys for a long time. They're great guys. Uh, we all kind of saw the transformation. Those guys knew me before I was a Christian. I knew them before they were a Christian. And it's just amazing to see how God works and how God has been working in their lives and their families. And it's just absolutely awesome. Um, if anything, you can follow them uh, on Facebook or on Instagram. And you can just you know, support them that way if you can't come to the coffee shop. Because Texas is a long way for some of you guys. Uh, regardless... I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you found that it was encouraging. I, I personally found it very encouraging and refreshing, especially in terms of living out our faith practically. So with that, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, we have a couple more guests coming on. We have guests just left and right. So we'll, we'll push through that. And eventually we'll get back to the Theology Series Part 2. Um, of uh, pneumatology, which is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. That being said, any questions, comments, concerns, you can email me at nick.campbell.christisthecure.org. And uh, that's it. So, all right, you guys have a great one.